What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling With Cards, the podcast. I'm your host, Zan Morning. You can check me out all over social platforms at Zan Morning. When I think of important cards in the hobby, specifically wrestling cards, I don't think enough people talk about the two cards that I'm going to talk about today. Two cards that immediately come to mind, and that's the Macho Man and Undertaker on-card autos in the 1994 WWF action-packed wrestling card set. I did a couple of videos of each of these cards on my YouTube channel, which again, you should go check out, link in the show notes. But today, I'm going to state my case for why I think many people should recognize them more than they are currently valuing them. But before we get into this heated debate, well, potentially heated, I don't know, just a few reminders of how you can help support my content. Please subscribe, leave a review on whichever podcast platform you're on, share it with a friend, share it on social media, tag me in it. If you need help with that, links to my social media in the show notes. Again, the YouTube channel links in the show notes. The Worlds Collide podcast, myself and Tony Vela talking all things wrestling cards. You won't want to miss that show. And if you want to help support monetarily, as little as a dollar goes a long way, or you can help more, whatever you want to do, links to Patreon, and links to ways you can buy me a coffee as well as other things. And if you want to do all of those things, greatly appreciated. If you want to do none of those things, hey, I'm still glad you're listening. Thank you. I remember when I was a kid growing up, ripping packs, digging through boxes at flea markets or at the LCS, always dreaming of finding a cool autograph card or finding one that I could even afford, even if it wasn't a major star. When I was a kid, you know, three, four bucks was a lot of money because I didn't have a job. So if I could find, you know, an autograph card for $10, maybe I could get that for Christmas, even if it was a lower-end NBA player or, you know, some enhancement talent from the WWF, I was going to be super excited. Fast forward to 2021, and some of the top names and legends of not only wrestling, but other sports and entertainment franchises, autographs of these stars can be had for next to nothing, which is incredible to me. I guess we just have maybe too many people signing now or too many autograph cards that are being produced, making them not as sought after. I'm really not sure. Just quick observation. But let's take it back to 1994 and these two autograph cards that we'll be talking about today and why I feel they're so important, incredibly underrated. First being that, to my knowledge, these were the first ever pack-pullable autograph cards ever produced for the WWF or any other wrestling card promotion. And we know how people are when looking back at the firsts of things. So first autograph, rookie card, first tops chrome, first prism, etc. Not to mention there are only 500 of each of these cards ever produced. Another first for wrestling cards, serial number cards. And that's something that a lot of sports cards weren't really doing as much at the time either. This puts a built-in scarcity to these cards with limited quantities, I believe the pack odds were like 1 in 450, 480, something like that. So very hard to pull one of these cards. Maybe, you know, one a case, if that. Now, by today's standards, a card numbered to 500 doesn't seem like a huge deal, right? But you have to remember a few things. Back then, I'm sure a lot of these cards were tossed out as just novelty items. They could have also been lost, poorly taken care of. Back then, collecting wasn't like it is today. When rare stuff was pulled, we didn't have social media to let the world know, hey, this is now something that's been pulled, or hey, I have this. Sharing the great news, 
or just letting everybody know, you know, this has officially been pulled out of a pack. And again, it's wrestling, wrestling cards, the lowest rung of the hobby, the Rodney Dangerfield of the hobby. So if any of these were pulled at an LCS, uh, you know, the owners may have, like, and when I say pulled in the LCS, like opened in the store, the owners of the store or people around them may have just brushed it off and said, hey, uh, you know, yeah, you pulled that Undertaker out. Are you got any Todd Van Poppel cards in there as well? These things rarely pop up on eBay or elsewhere for sale. So yeah, numbered out of 500, but I would say a fraction of those ever actually surfaced. You also have to wonder how many of these cards are still in packs. We do see some of these sealed boxes surface from time to time, so that's a really good question. Another thing to consider on these two cards is the condition. The action-packed cards are similar to embossed cards that we've seen in sports and in wrestling in that they have a raised surface, a thicker cardstock, the corners are rounded, and that's all based on the construction of the card. They're very strangely put together for trading cards, in my opinion. But many of the autos that you see on these cards are not great. Macho Man and The Undertaker did the best they could with the signatures on these cards, but most just didn't turn out that well based on the card construction. But they still look better than Velveteen Dream autographs. So all of the characteristics of these two cards that I've mentioned sound good, right? Well, if so, why are people not talking about them more? Why are people not putting these cards up with some of the other big-name, key, iconic cards in the wrestling card space? Well, let's analyze a few things. We actually did see a run on these cards in both prices and in demand, I would say the middle of last year. It's self-explanatory why, though. People noticed there was a slight demand. They started digging them out, putting them on eBay. More recently, we've seen the prices and availability of these two cards go way down. So we're only seeing one every so often, but we're also seeing the one that does get listed as way lower in price. I think it's a combination of people who now have them and in typical wrestling card fashion have locked them away in their collections. They're not going to be selling it anytime soon. And or the prices just got so high at that time that people were priced out, not willing to flip anything to get it or sell anything they have. And now we just have this new floor of both pricing and availability. It is interesting when people in the hobby talk about Macho Man and Undertaker cards. For Macho, I would say the main card people talk about, probably the 1985 OPG, which is considered a rookie card of his, and his WCW on-card auto. For The Undertaker, many people want to point to the 1991 Merlin, 1991 Classic, and then it's kind of a mixed bag after that from him because he's got several awesome cards. But in my opinion, these two autograph cards of Macho and Taker from the 1994 Action Pack set, these are two of the most important cards in wrestling card history, of two wrestling card legends. And while this is just my opinion, and I could be wrong here, time will tell, I just think at some point people are going to get sick of having the same base cards, the same old cards that everybody else has, the ones we see all over social media all the time. Do I think those cards that everyone has are cool? Absolutely I do. Do I think they are important to the wrestling card hobby and wrestling card history? 100%. I just think, in the end, rare and scarce cards win out. What do you think of these two cards? Let me know on social media. I would love to hear your thoughts. And if you aren't following me on social media platforms, you can check the links below, as I said earlier in the show, in the show notes as well as links to all the ways you can support my show. Make sure to check out all my content on YouTube, eBay stores listed down there, 
Patreon's listed. If you want to buy me a coffee, if you want to do none of those things and just listen to the show for free, we greatly appreciate your time. If this show brought you some value today, please leave me a review, share it with everybody that digs wrestling cards or sports cards. Word of mouth and reviews is the best way we can get this podcast into more listeners' ear holes and grow this community. Thanks for listening. If you have any further questions, I'm happy to help however I can. There are no stupid questions in the wrestling card space. If I've answered the question a hundred times, feel free to ask again. If you've got a question about the dreaded rookie card debate that I absolutely hate, guess what? Send me the question. I'd still be glad to help. Until next time, make sure to check out all of my other content. Keep collecting. Keep having fun. We'll see you next time.